0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 17th of April, 2011. This service is in honor and loving memory of Seth Beaver. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis.
1: Great to see you this evening. And uh, we're going to uh, begin this evening uh, by singing the hymn together, When We All Get to Heaven. Love of Jesus Sing his mercy And his grace In the mansions Bright and blessed He'll prepare for us A place When we all Get to heaven What a day of rejoicing That will be When we all See Jesus We'll sing and
2: shout The victory
1: remain standing for prayer, if you would, please. Father, we thank you once again, Lord, for this day that you've privileged us to be able to come together in your house. Father, we thank you that as we gather here this evening, Lord, that we can come, as we've just sang in this wonderful hymn, knowing that the promise is there, that through the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, we have assurance of that life that is beyond this life, when one day that we can all be together in heaven, that the Lord Jesus Christ who saved us our sins, uh, being able to stand before the throne and worship God the Father, Lord, being able to meet with those who have gone on before us, that, uh, Lord, have a special place in our hearts. So, Lord, as we rejoice this evening, we, uh, we think of our dear brother Seth that has gone before us. Lord, as we remember him this evening, Lord, we remember the life that he lived, uh, the life that touched so many of ours. But, Lord, we thank you so much as we saw in your word this morning. Lord, that he had more than just that uh, temporal life, that, uh, Lord, that you have told us your word is like a vapor that appeareth for a little while, and then it vanisheth away. But he knew that other life, which is that life eternal, that can come only through Jesus Christ and him alone. It's that life that we celebrate, Lord. We celebrate the life that was temporal, that touched our lives. Most of all, we're so grateful, Lord, that uh, we can have that confidence of knowing that uh, one day we'll be able to... uh, to see our dear brother once again uh, because of that life that he had in Jesus Christ. We pray that you'll bless our time together this evening. May it be a time, Lord, that would speak to hearts as only you can. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. Well, again, it is great to, uh, to have you with us in the service this evening. And uh, if you uh, noticed in your bulletins, uh, it says there at the top that our our services today are in honor and loving memory of Seth Beaver. Uh, as we offer our praise and worship to God, we do so thanking God for the, the life and the testimony that uh, our dear precious brother uh, had for the impact and the influence that he's had on our lives. We do so with a confidence, uh, a confidence of knowing that as we gather here this evening, that he is most assuredly alive. Uh, He is doing well in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's natural that we hurt and that we mourn in the flesh, and that we do because of the absence of that life that was granted to him and that so blessed us when he was here in the flesh. We celebrate that life that we shared together. We also celebrate that life everlasting for which we are assured. Verse in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, Paul wrote when he wrote to the church at Philippi. He said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And that's what we do this evening. We thank our God upon every remembrance of our dear brother, the special place that he had in our hearts. The bottom of the first page, you see the dates there, Seth Beaver. From 7 September 1993 to 27 March 2011, 17 years in mortal flesh, but thank God eternity in immortal glory. And it's that immortality that we thank God for this evening so very, very much that we know, that we know that though we shall miss him dearly here, that we have that promise of being able, was... David in his sorrow that spoke those words that we cannot come unto or you, we cannot bring you unto us, but we can come unto you. And uh, that's our hope this evening. We wouldn't want to bring Seth back to this world knowing where he is now, uh, but we can go to him one day and rejoice with him there uh, as we just sang in that first hymn, when we all get to heaven. I'd just like to read two passages of scripture this evening. And, uh, and I'm not going to do a lot more than that because uh, I tried to say what I needed to, uh, to say this morning, and uh, I want to give you the opportunity to do so this evening. This morning, as we looked into God's words, we looked at one of the most familiar passages there in John 3:16, because that was Seth's favorite verse. It's on the screen before you, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have life everlasting. We looked at that passage in James chapter 4, verse 14, when we're asked a question, what is your life? It says, it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while, and then vanisheth away. Thank God that there's more than the one life. James is speaking of that temporal life. We said that whether it's 17 years or 117, in eternity to a God that's outside of time, it's short. It is very short. We do not know all the reasons that Seth was only here for 17 years. But we can thank God that those 17 years touched our lives, that God blessed us with that time that he was here. But we can thank God that He knew more than just that temporal life, but he knew that eternal life that's spoken about in that verse that was his favorite. A great passage that is often read in times of sorrow, in times when people are grieving over those that are lost. And yet, why is it read so often? Because God's truths never change, never gets old. He says in Psalm 23, "'The Lord is my shepherd.'" Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Another passage which I would simply like to read is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Most of our thoughts this morning were focused upon life and love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. whether there be tongues, they shall cease. whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, when that which is perfect is come. Then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. He says, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. You see, it's that very thing that the very same reason that we can celebrate and rejoice this evening is the very same thing that brings us inward pain and inward hurt. It's because that we loved so dearly that it hurts when that has been taken away. But this evening, I want to encourage you as I did this morning. Yes, it's natural to mourn and to feel the sadness. It's natural that questions are going to be asked. Why? Why at 17 years old? We find that Though now we see through a glass darkly, one day we will understand. I said this morning that some would question, well, you know, you talk about a God of such love, and that's where much much of our focus is upon. How could a God of such love take away one so young? Well, you nor I know. Every day we have is a gift from God. I said this morning, and I mean it from the depths of my heart. This young man had a greater impact on the lives of those around him and upon eternity than many people will have that have a lifetime of a hundred years upon this earth because of his great love for the Lord. We read about love. Why? Seth was a loving young man. Seth touched our hearts with his love. And we, in turn, loved him in return. We thank God for that. But I want to remind you this, just before that we move on this evening, I want to read the passage once again from 1 John chapter 5. Because, you see, I can rejoice this evening at the same time that I feel hurt and sorrow. I can rejoice because I know that that life that James spoke of that one that is like a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. I know that that was only Seth's temporal, physical life, but I know his testimony and his love. And I said this morning, one of the things that touched me so much when he was with us just a few weeks before this happened, That was the fact that, you know, Seth had always been the preacher's kid that did what he had to do, (laughs) and a lot of things were expected. But he loved life, he loved to live, he loved to laugh. And one of the things that touched me when he was here a few weeks ago at 17 was how his love for the Lord had become his own. He wasn't just at church any longer because mom and dad expected it, He was excited about what God was doing in their new church. He was excited about being able to play his guitar that God had blessed him to be able to, to grow in that talent so much in a short time. It excited him when he got to play that guitar alongside his grandfather, as they served the Lord together in church. He wanted to be there and that's where he was at literally. Just before the accident occurred, he had been in church serving God, playing his music, showing his love for the Lord. But it was so encouraging to see that, no, that was his own love now. It was something that he had come to grips and peace with himself because he no longer had just that temporal life that is like a vapor. Remember, None of us know what tomorrow holds. What is your life right now? Well, if it's only that physical life, I don't care how old you are and how old you live to be. It is like a vapor that appears for a little while and then it will vanish away. It is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Life is temporal at its best, but there is that other life. That life that John 3.16 talks about. That life that John also wrote about that we read this morning from 1 John chapter 5. When he says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. You see, that life that vanished like that vapor, we will miss. But that life that he had through the Lord Jesus Christ, We sang that great song this morning, Amazing Grace, when we've been there 10,000 years. You could change that to when we've been there 10 million years or when we've been there 10 billion years or 10 trillion or 10 zillion or whatever you want to make. We've only just begun because that's the life that is only in the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. As we're here this evening, You know where Seth is at? He's before the throne of God. (laughs) He's before the throne of God. That's what we're going to sing for our next song. We're going to sing it as our offertory this evening. Listen to the words as we sing them. Think about the fact that, yes, it's all right to miss him in the flesh. but Would you want to bring him from before the throne of God, where he is at this time. And I'm going to ask you this evening. You're going to come and you're going to share your thoughts this evening. But I want to ask you the same question that I asked you this morning, each and every one of you. As we mourn and as we celebrate, what is your life? Is it the only the life in the temporal? Or do you have that life eternal that you can know the Justice says before the Throne of God this evening right now that one day we could be before the Throne of God with him, as we sing before the Throne of God.
3: you so much for this day we thank you lord that we can be in your house once again thank you lord for your great love for your son jesus christ for making it possible lord to uh, to come before you thank you lord for taking the penalty for our sin we thank you lord for your great sacrifice and we pray lord that everything that's done here today will honor you um Lord, we just pray for these offerings. We just thank you that we have the opportunity to give back to you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you use this according to your will. In Christ's name, amen.
1: I know that some of you have said to me, uh, you know, I want to say something, but I don't know if I can. (laughs) I understand. Doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, we're not here this evening for a... uh, a polished, organized service of any kind, we're here as a church family gathered together to share our hearts one with another. I said this morning, though it was a great honor, I didn't know what to say when I stood there at his funeral. I knew there were a lot of things that I wanted to say that I couldn't say because I couldn't get them out. (laughs) The thing is, this evening, you're not here to impress anybody. While we're here this evening, some have got songs to sing, some have got a few words you want to speak. Let me say, it's it's not to glorify Seth, it's to remember him, the impact, the love that we had for him. And it's maybe to focus upon the fact that, uh, you know, things like this, though they hurt, they should have a positive impact on our lives. They should affect us. I mean, the, the last few weeks for me have been an emotional roller coaster. And you can imagine what it's been for his family. I spoke to Sister Veronica briefly this afternoon. She said, you know, she says, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's pretty bad, but who at all God's getting us through. And you know, that's that's this evening. I know that some of you have hurt. But we can be there one for another. We can pray one for another. This evening what we want to do is to give honor to a life of someone that we love dearly, that loved the Lord, and that through Him, what you may have to say may have to do with something that was special in His life to you, or it may be something that the Lord has impacted your life with since He's been taken from us. But it's just a time for you to share what you feel that you need to share on your hearts. So I'm not worried about how polished or unpolished that it is. Sorry, Neil, if we give you a terrible headache trying to get this to make some kind of sense when it when it goes on to the uh, to the website. Um, but this evening, uh, I want you to take the time that you need, and we've got a few things I want to uh, play for you. We want to play for you in a few in, in just a little bit. The uh, The song that Nathan Kistler wrote uh, the day that uh, the accident occurred as just his words expressing his feelings that day. Uh, We want to play for you at the end of the service uh, a song that Seth had written himself uh, not long before. It's pure Seth. It's not polished, I promise you. (laughs) But... It's beautiful to hear him expressing in his way his love for the Lord. Uh, but also, we want to uh, uh, to play for you the uh, uh, the song that uh, that Brian and Veronica sang at the funeral, uh, that they sang for us here during the conference uh, when Seth played for them. I can only imagine. And uh, so, we want to do some of these things. We want you to take time. Hey. We're here later and you got to go, you just take off because uh, uh, we're here this evening for whatever it takes for you to be able to express what you need to express and that uh, together uh, that we might uh, uh, just remember. Yep, it hurts to remember. I said this morning, it hurts to love sometimes, but boy, wouldn't you rather have that hurt than to have never had that love? And uh, that's 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 part of it, folks. Thanks, thank God that we can hurt so deeply uh, because that he loved and we loved so deeply in return. I think these guys have got a couple songs and a few of them want to want to say something, so I'm just going to let them uh, go and say what they want to say and sing what they want to sing, uh, whatever order that they want to, uh, to do it in, okay?
4: Okay, we're going to start with the song that we sang for uh, the conference. Um, we just felt like the words were, um, I guess, um, the right words to be singing at a time like this so just uh, we're just going to sing that for you first and then we'll go from there <coughs>
5: just to say first before I do a song. (sighs) Okay. Well, um, like Pastor said, you couldn't really be around Seth without enjoying a bit of life because everywhere he went, he had so much energy and joy and love, and he was always willing to help others. And um, I don't think that any musician can really write songs that you don't mean from your heart. And um, while he was here in February, I was lucky enough to see some of the songs he had written, and we um, would tease him about his spelling errors. but um, I thought his songs were real It'd be wrong to think that a guy can 't be poetic and um they showed his love for the Lord and um this through this, God also showed me something really important because i'm having i'm really scared of university, and i don 't know where god's going to send me but um he showed me that the world's measure of success doesn't matter. And the most important thing is what I do for God and the life that I live for Him. I feel very blessed that God brought someone like Seth in my life. And I'm very grateful for the time that God gave me with him. And I do look forward to seeing him again one day. Um, one of the verses that I want to share with you was um, Romans 8.28 which says and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose and um the song I'm gonna sing you probably know it's called I'll praise you in this storm by casting crowns and um I think the words are really beautiful so I just want to share with you
6: I sure by now God would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day once again I say amen and it's still raining as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. I'll praise you in this goal. I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry. You raised me up again. My strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't? As the thunder rolls, I barely hear you whisper through the rain, I am with you. And as your mercy falls, I raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. I'll praise you in this glory. the Lord
1: And uh, maybe if we could uh, could go ahead and play the song that uh, that Nathan wrote. Uh, this is a song that uh, that Nathan Kistler wrote uh, when he got the news on the Sunday, and sang at the funeral. But uh, just something that uh, felt like the Lord put upon his heart uh, to express his feelings, what had taken place. So we'll uh, play that for you right now you.
7: your heart begin to fade away, cause I'm not far away, I was never here to stay. As the seasons come and they
1: Bible says, "The eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, what's in store for us there." Nathan was just trying to imagine a bit of that. Seth was there now, right there with God, right there with the angels. And one day, knew that he could see him there as well. All right, before we, you know. Anybody else have a word on your heart that you'd like to speak? Rivka, come on.
8: Tineke said to me, when I came back from Holland, you know, mom, this thing, the biggest thing for me to remember Seth by is that he made you feel so special. He had a gift to make everybody feel they were a person worth knowing. He made you feel, no matter, I don't think, how old or how young or how pretty or not pretty you are, you were worth knowing. And, you know, I thought, what a lovely thing to say. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yes, I agree with you. That's how Seth made me feel. When they came over this time and Veronica said you wait until you see Seth, he's not a boy anymore, he's a grown into a man and he's so big, you know, uh, when, when Seth came in um, at a women's meeting and, we, and I saw him, I kind of looked and I thought, yes, a proper Dutch boy here, <laughs> to me he wasn't that big because people in Holland are a lot taller, but His personality was a very, very big personality. And he gave me a massive big hug and, you know, that was special. And so many things about Seth, I mean, we have shared things amongst each other and so many things about his life were special. And I really did want to say something. So many things have gone through my head over the last, through the last, I don't know, six weeks, five weeks. You all know I've lost my mother. And she suffered badly. Um, But the Lord was there through the suffering. And I know she was a Christian. And when she passed away, even though obviously I'm very sad because I loved her very dearly, and I love her very dearly, I know she's with the Lord, and that's a comfort. And then... um, Last week I had to go to a funeral of a dear lady I've been looking after um, for over one and a half years, 60 hours a week. So quite intense, and she was physically totally dependent on me, really. Um, And that lady was not a Christian as far as I know. So I went to her funeral, and you know that funeral was so empty. And the contrast was so big. And then the daughter asked me to go to the threading of the ashes. And of course he wanted me to go. And if somebody asked you to do something like that, you don't like to say no. So I, I went. And that was so, again, empty. You know, they threw the ashes somewhere on the grass and it was almost like a rectangle shape on the floor. Just ashes, that was all the wash, nothing else. And then I was thinking of Seth, you know, obviously a lot of, there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of all sorts of things going through our heads about it. But also, I've already noticed over and over again, even though there's so much sadness, (laughs) sadness. (laughs) there's also joy there because we know where he is and that just makes such a difference. And then I heard somebody say, but he was so full of life and he still had so much to do and so much to, you know, yes, he did. But then the Lord knows what he's doing, like Larry has said. And like, I really do believe the Lord knows what he's doing. And then it made me think years back when Tineke was, I think she was roughly about 15 when she tried to take her own life. And it was a miracle that she she survived. And the doctor said to us, you know, after they'd taken um, blood samples, she should, by rights, she should be dead, but she isn't. When Tineke did that, she was at a bad place, you know? And I was thinking, what if I would have lost Tineke while she was at such a bad place? You know, I would have felt so much worse. I would have thought maybe I could have done so many things different. I would have wished for her to be happy and, you know, why did she have to die when she was so miserable and everything else? So that made me think, you know, Seth was very bubbly, he was very happy and I thought, yeah, isn't it better to go when you're that bubbly, when you're that happy, you know, isn't it much better to go then, you know, and also for the people you leave behind, even though it's so hard to think that he just went joyfully, you know, it, it was just in an instant you know, he's with the Lord. And I, I find for me that's a comfort. And I kind of think, yeah, that's the way I would like to go. I would like to go in the middle of life, you know? And as I've nursed so many elderly people, um, and I've learned from so many people through the years, from elderly people, from younger people, um I heard somebody tell me that she put on a party for her elderly mother who was 90 and she said, I invited so many people and so many people said we would love to come but we can't come. And then when it was the time of a funeral, suddenly these people who couldn't come came. And I think for me, it's like a warning. We said, having gone, it's a warning. We can just go just like that. Um, don't put off what you can do for the Lord don't put off what you can do today for other people um, do it today it's like those people who came to this elderly person funeral might have wished they would have come when she was alive when well, we might have lots of things in our heart and think oh, I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that you know let's, let's just prayerfully Proceed and do them, you know, because we, you know, this is a warning, I think, as well, of God saying each minute, each second, everything's important, you know. And um, also, I think what I really felt is a lot of people said how encouraged they have felt by Seth and by knowing him. And I, I kind of wonder how often have we told him that? You know, we can tell each other now, how often have we told him? And so that's another thing I want to encourage you. We all need encouragement. doesn't matter how sad or how happy we look or how confident we look. You don't know what we are on the inside. We all need encouragement. So let's encourage each other while we can. You know, now let's kind of tell each other we appreciate each other while we can. And I'm thankful that I've known Seth, and I'm thankful for Brian and Veronica, and I'm thankful that they feel they're part of our family, and I definitely do feel part of their family. And you know, and let's continue pray for them, because I think at the moment I'll have so many people around them, but as the time goes by, that's when it will get harder in, in, in ways, you know? When I told my friend that Seth had passed away, she lost her daughter when she was only eight. And my friend, who's not a Christian, turned around and, and was heartbroken because it brought so many memories back to her. And she said to me, well, I hope that that faith which they profess to have, I hope that that will be a comfort to them. This will be the proof in the pudding, you know, and she will be watching and, you know, when, when they come back, I am sure she will be be watching and, and wondering. And I pray that God will really give Brian and Veronica the strength to stand up and to keep on standing up, but also that people around them will get the courage and the strength to be a comfort to them. Because that's sometimes hard, isn't it, to talk to people who are so deeply grieving. It's hard to go up to them and give them a hug, or to say, you know, I love you, because you don't want to upset them, and, you know, but let's keep on praying for them, let's keep on thinking um, about them, and, and especially too for Hannah, I think, as well. Really, that's all I've got to say.
1: <laughs> okay, thanks, Rifka. Anyone else have a word on your heart? Steve, you come on, and then, Brother Steve comes, if... Uh, Amber, if you could come and uh, get ready for us the uh, the song that Brian and Veronica sang here when they were here, as, as Seth played for them. They sang at his funeral, I can only imagine. So after Brother Steve, if uh, we could just uh, play that song and then uh, then maybe some others have a word, Brother Steve.
3: I think uh, one of the uh, <clears throat> things that really touched me about... Um, the events that have happened and uh was when uh Helik and myself we watched um Brian and uh Veronica on the website and um Veronica was sharing about the, the last words that um Seth spoke to his mother and that really you know it struck home to me about the words that we use. Um and about the relationships that we have with other people. And, um, you know, we don't know that we're going to get another chance to say, I'm sorry, or I love you. We don't. So really, as Rivka's been saying, that we have to, we have to act this out right now. We have to... Um, the words that we use right now are important. And our attitudes and the way we deal with, um, with people... Um, The Bible says, um, Hebrews 12, verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And I'm sure that Veronica will take the last words that Seth spoke to his mother all, all through her life, you know. And he said to his mother that he loved her. And those were the last words that he said when he went out the door. And that is, you know, that will stay with me. Uh, my, my memories, really. Um, you know, I, uh, it's easy, you know, to fall out with people and to have arguments. And it happens to all of us. But if we have opportunity, while well, today is called today, we need to try and put things right. And as the Bible says, follow peace with all men. Yeah, with all men. And I um, well, like myself would just like to sing um, a song. There's only two um, verses to this, but it's all about uh, there is coming a day and uh, that wonderful day when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And uh, we're all going to be uh, together reunited and um, with those of our lost our our loved ones as well and uh, just the words of this song are really uh, really meaningful
9: There is coming a day When no heartache shall come No more doubts in the sky No more tears to peace forevermore on that happy golden shore what a day glorious day that will be what a day that will be when my jesus i shall see and i look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace Takes me by the hand And leads me through the promised land What a day, glorious day
1: started to say earlier that uh, sometimes people say, you know, just don't understand why God would let something like that happen. People ask often, you know, how you get through. You know, I, I can't imagine trying to get through something like that without the Lord. Our hope is in Him. You know, the wonderful grace that God gave to that dad and that mom to get through it. Because they can only imagine. They know. They've got a hope that's beyond this world. And thank God for that hope. I said this morning, what's the alternative?
2: Huh?
1: You don't want God to have anything to do with it? You've got to. A young driver out there driving, you got a young man not wearing a seatbelt, you got a young lady texting while she's driving, and all these things that you say, well, that's the reason. Well, well, that does make life a waste, doesn't it? No, God used him, and he used his life. It doesn't mean all those other things didn't matter. I read that verse earlier, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. I'm glad to know that God is in control of my life and my destiny, and it's not left to chance even when we do some pretty stupid things sometimes in our flesh. (laughs) But thank God He's in control. Anyone else have a word on your heart that you'd like to share? Come on, Tyler. And then uh, you guys want to prepare to? I think you've got another song to sing as well, right?
0: Um, it's been a it's been a crazy few weeks, and death has a way of refocusing life, pulling you out of. All the everyday thoughts, the how to pay the bills. Yeah. What job am I gonna get next? An education, my how am I gonna buy my next bus pass? It takes you takes you above all of that and forces you to address the the larger questions of life. Seth was was my my brother. It's been a few years since I've been able to call him my little brother technically um, but that's what he was and I know he was because he believed anything I told him at least for a few minutes and as Ross can attest that's what my brothers always did to me, um, I got so many, so many great memories. He was just a little kid, little kid.
2: Yeah,
0: And it's all just a blur, you know, it's just, it's just always laughing. Always, we used to wrestle a lot. I opted out of that on this last trip, for obvious reasons. And yeah, uh, it just reminds me we were at the funeral over there, which was a miracle and blessing that we were able to to go to that, to be there for them, and to. Say goodbye, and they gave me the 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 honor of carrying his guitar in front of the in front of the casket on its way out to the to the gravesite, and just I was just hugging hugging the guitar to myself, and I'd been pretty composed comp- composed through most of the funeral, but I hug, hug that guitar, and I just, <laughs> but I'm never going to get to hug that <laughs> big, muscly <laughs> teenager again. But, going back to what I was saying, death does refocus life. And something that I've Learned, I guess. Something that's been that's been on my mind a lot in the in the last couple of weeks is that sometimes we we come to church and we we talk and talk about about one day up there, one day in the future, when everything is going to be everything is going to be great. And you know, when the Bible talks about eternal life. It's not just talking about length of life. It's talking about quality. You know, Jesus, Jesus didn't come and say, I'm here to give you a ticket one day to get off of this, get out of this terrible life and go on to the, to all the good stuff later on. He said, I'm bringing the kingdom of God to you. He said, the kingdom of God is inside of you. He said he was life, and he wanted us to have life in it more abundantly. Now, I was just reading a verse yesterday in the book of John, where Jesus was at a feast in Jerusalem, one of the big religious feasts. I don't remember which one. And on the last day, it says the great day of the feast, he stood up in the middle of the temple and he cried out. And he said, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. For he that believes in me out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And that's talking about this life. And Seth was, was full of life. But our faith isn't just about marching through this life in misery until we can get to that, that happy day at the end. Which we keep talking about—that Seth is is already there. But losing Seth has made me realize that joy can be found in this life, passion and excitement. That's that's what our faith is about. That's what this place is about. And uh, I don't know. I didn 't plan any of this, so I'm just babbling <laughs> but, um I've never met a person that that met Seth and didn't fall in love with him immediately when we were in America. I was talking to my my grandma she uh she barely knew him she'd barely met him, and she said she just remembered him him coming up, and uh he saw her, and he just walked up put his arm around her, turned his head crooked like he does, said, you all right? (laughs) And that just stuck with her, you know, he just, she didn't know him, he just came up affectionate, wanted to know how she was doing. I think we could all take a, take a page out of his book
4: i'm not really sure how i'm supposed to follow that because i've got to sing now um (laughs) but um i just wanted to dedicate the song to to the beavers and um to all those who are obviously going through the pain of 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 losing him um so i pray that it will uh, be a blessing to you and just pray that i can get through it
10: When the rain comes,
11: it seems that everyone has gone away. When the night falls, you wonder if you should find some place to run and hide. Escape the pain, but hiding such a lonely. I can't stop the rain from falling down on you again. And I can't stop the rain, but I will hold you till it goes away. When the rain comes, you blame it on the things that you have done. When the storm fades, you know the rain must fall on everyone So rest a while, it'll be alright
4: No one loves you
11: like I do But I can't stop the rain Can't stop the rain, but I will hold you till it.
1: Life has its rainstorms. Storms are a part of life. Thank God He is there to hold us through the rain. We can have an assurance that I know. <laughs> I know it makes absolutely no sense to the world whatsoever. But I thank God that deep within my soul, I know with everything in me. Life is more than just what we see. And as Tyler said, God wants life to be more for us now. (laughs) We saw that illustration a couple weeks ago. I think my box is still back there. (laughs) To be in Christ. (laughs) To be in him. You know, what a joy, what a confidence. Thank God for those simple promises. Simple like, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you all the way. Thank God. I sure would would hate to go through life with the alternative. (laughs) Anyone else, anyone else have a word on your heart this evening? I don't want anybody to feel they have to but I want you to say what's on your heart if you need to
4: I've been trying to think all day about what to say and um, but I just really want to um, sort of say a few things that really stood out to me about Seth and uh, as Tyler said he was he was like a brother for us you know we kind of grew up with him and um, I remember the very first time I met him he was seven and uh he came running up to me after spending a little bit of time he was playing and he was just being his his normal self and he came running up to me and he said he said Shelly I'm gonna marry you and I said really he said yeah he said um he said have you got a boyfriend I said no he said oh good he said because I would have had to take care of him otherwise so um but I remember Brian standing over in the corner saying, Seth, come here, come here, stop. You know, this is the first time they've met us, they're so trying to make a good impression. Seth's already asking me to marry him at seven. But what I remember more than anything was how special he was and how much confidence he had. Um, one thing I loved about him was he was so sure of himself. You know, he, he, he loved who he was, and he had, he had every bit of confidence to be that person in front of anyone, and I think... We all try and change to suit certain people. We try and live up to people's expectations. And Seth was just Seth. He was always himself. And for me, that was um, always refreshing to be around somebody who, who just knew who they were and was happy. And like Tyler said, he was always happy no matter what situation was going on. And we went through some trials over 10 years of knowing them and Every time he would just be that bundle of joy that would just run through the... And it didn't matter what else was going on, he would just be happy. And that's an amazing testimony for, for anyone because so many of us get affected by the things that we feel. And Seth just loved people regardless of what was going on. He always made you, like Rifka was saying earlier, always made you feel loved. He always had a hug for anyone and everyone Um and he always had time for you. You know, he'd always make time to come and make sure you were okay. Um, and I remember we, in those first few years, he was very young, him and Hannah, so I would take them into town, for example. We'd get on the bus and he was excited. He'd get on the bus and he would just turn around to the people behind us and start talking to them. And I, there I am, really, like, embarrassed, thinking, oh, my goodness, he's talking to people on the bus, and they're going to think he's crazy. And, and he'd just turn around, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, well, you know? what's your name? And, and people were just looking at him like, are you talking to me? Um, and Seth, eventually, though, they would have a smile on their face and they'd be talking to him. And for me, that was such a, again, it, we are so careful about how we... Live our lives how we how we you know just interact with other people, Seth was so confident that again people couldn 't help but smile or listen or take the time to get to know him For me, that is a massive lesson to be learned. I think our confidence, even in our testimony for Christ is often that we care so much about what everyone else thinks about us that we we sort of stop and think before we say something. Seth would just say it and and by starting that conversation he made an impact on so many people um and i'll never forget that his laugh he would just make it in the whole room you know it didn't matter where he was you could hear him laughing everyone would be laughing and um this time that he was here this last time um the the most amazing like memory i have was the first wednesday night we came for prayer meeting and And I saw Seth and he came out to the piano where I was sitting. The room was dark. He just comes over and he sits there and he starts telling me about how the past two years had been. And for me, it was just to see how happy he was. And like's been said already, I'm sure many things will be repeated, but he was, he had come, I know that feeling of being brought up in a Christian home and the things, the trials that they did go through as kids and he was he was his own person, but he also had his own relationship with God. He was um sort of using his abilities and talents for God, and he was happier than I'd ever seen him um and again, like's been asked this evening, well how could somebody that happy be taken? Well, I think he left the best kind of testimony that could possibly be left for all of us to to want to be uh remembered in that way to be remembered as somebody who had that sort of impact on other people's lives and um, I remember the last night that he was here. I didn't spend as much time with them as I have in many other years because I was very busy with studying and working. And I remember being sad about that and now even more sad. Um, but I remember the last night, Karen had a little Chinese night at hers for him in, cause he wanted Chinese cause he, like we've all said, he loved his food. And, um, that night, he again was just being incredibly loving and, you know, as he was, but I was tired and I'd gone and I was just kind of like, yeah, this is the last night, sad that it was, they were going, I was going to say goodbye, but I remember him looking over at me and saying, Shelley, you know, you're far too serious, you know, and, um, and I just, I think that will stay with me as some of the last words, apart from that, he told me he loved me just like he told everyone, I'm sure, that night, but I, I looked over at him and I said, yeah, you wait till you're 29. And then you tell me how, how life isn't too serious. You're 17, you know, you're still enjoying yourself. And, um, but it did. But then he said, but I love you anyway, you know. And, and I, I, I remember that because sometimes we can get too serious. Sometimes what I love, he always made me laugh, even when I was tired or I didn't want to, I wasn't in the mood. He would still make me laugh because he was so happy. And I, for me, that um, that will stay in my mind. You're Shelly, you're too serious, you know. And it's about the fact that Tyler said earlier, you get perspective on life when it's taken from you. He was really trying to remind me that all those things, they didn't really matter. It was about just being happy in that moment and enjoying it. And I couldn't be as happy as I could be because I was too focused on all these other things I was worrying about. And that will stay with me as something that I've learned from him um and just to be thankful for every day we have. Um, you know, I, I do believe that God is in control, and I do believe that um God has done amazing things with Seth's death as much as he has with his life, and um and I think he'll continue to do so every day. Um, but I just I just I thank God for helping us, I guess for me especially. To remind me of how precious life is, and like we've heard tonight, that we should be so um, making sure we make the most of it, and telling those people and how much we love them. So, okay, thanks.
12: All right. Anyone else have a word? Um, I didn't know Seth very, very well, but I remember um, every conference, looking forward to seeing the Beavers and. I my I remember the first time it was eight years ago, and uh, the first conference that I came to, and this kid was just running around, and with a really southern drawl, and I was like, "Whose kid is this?" You know, and um, this was when um, this was when we had the pews as well, and he'd be crawling under the pews, like hiding, and then he'd jump out. He was just all over the place, and that, one of my most vivid memories of him is um. Tyler's guitar case it was in the back and one of the conferences he zipped himself inside it and then he'd pop out and say, look what I can do and get back in and just kind of rolled around in the back in this guitar case <laughs> and we just said like, oh, okay, that's Seth. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just watching him grow and not watching him, just coming every year and seeing this almost different person in some ways and one of the things that I guess for me really stuck out because I guess when you meet someone who takes you as you are and loves themselves for who they are, you, you see things in yourself, I guess. And there was never, ever from what I saw was kind of another intention to talk to you or some other intent or like you wanted something or it was just, hi, you know. What's your story? Who are you? You know, there was never, it was just Seth, you know. And yeah, I just, it just really taught me to, I can be myself with Seth. I remember the last, this last conference and um, it was a Saturday night and I was staying at Romani's cause I'm getting old and I can't stay up late with the kids anymore. And uh, Seth was coming too. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. I've, I'd never really had deep talk with him. And yeah, that night it was, Romani went up and we were watching some some stupid movie and we were just sitting there laughing. And I'm not a great one-on-one person. I'm okay in groups, but when I'm usually one-on-one with people, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's not I feel uncomfortable or something, but with him it was, I just could be myself completely. And I'd just hang out, say stupid stuff, laugh at stupid things. And it was great. It was fun. <sighs> And yeah, that was, when I heard the news, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, I was actually blessed to to be able to spend that time, even if it was one evening with him. And um, yeah, Uh, is this going to, yeah, Veronica and um, Brian, we really love you guys, and um, yeah, my prayers are with you. Thank you, Dina. Anyone else?
1: going to uh, play another song for you here. I've uh, pre-warned you that it's not uh, professionally recorded. Uh, again, Seth uh, loved his music Last uh, the last time they were here. Uh, he and Tyler were working on a song together, and he even had Amber helping him on a song, I think, and uh, he, he loved putting his thoughts down, and he loved putting music to them, and uh, that was a way that he uh, he felt comfortable expressing himself, and, uh, of course, they didn't even know that this uh, this recording existed. It wasn't something that was done and known, but they found out about it. It was something that he'd just recorded, roughly, and... Uh, may have trouble making out some of the words because it wasn't recorded professionally but I think you made out enough to know that uh, it was just Seth putting his his thoughts to uh, to music and uh, and expressing his uh, his love for the Lord Jesus Christ go ahead mm-hmm. Jesus, for saving me, for being there for me. And uh, I know that I thank God that it's because of that, that with all the sadness and hurt, we can rejoice. We can rejoice because we know. We know that there's something better. We know that life is more than that vapor that appears for just a little while and then vanishes away. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth. Away. For most of the people around us, that's all there is then. That's all there is. That little while. That vapor that appears and then it's gone. But there is life that can be had in the Lord Jesus. And that's the life that Seth was thanking the Lord for. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for being there for me. You see, as we said this morning, life is about love. It's about the individual. And it's about faith in the only one that can make that life eternal, everlasting. And I honestly believe with all my heart That Seth would want me to say to you this evening, what is your life? What is your life? I know that physically that vapor is still appearing here this evening, but that vapor is going to disappear. It's going to be gone. What is your life? Whereas you know not what is on tomorrow. You don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't, I'm not going to try to play on your emotions tonight. I'm just saying thank God. You know, life should speak to us, death should speak to us. Sometimes when God's trying to speak to us, <laughs> we just want to close our ears and our hearts and not listen. Your emotions won't save you. But you know, if you're here this evening, I want to leave you with this simple thought. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, as I do, if it is him that lives and dwells within you, if you have not just that temporal life, but the eternal life, then I hope and pray tonight in the simple thoughts and the things that have been said, you can rejoice with me. Yes, rejoice in the pain and the hurt and the sorrow that this one has been taken from us, but rejoice in the fact that he is there now. He's there, as Nathan's saying, with the angels. <laughs> He's there with the king, with the Lord with his heavenly Father. We wouldn't want to bring him back from that. But as his life has spoken to us in different ways, and most specifically the Jesus Christ that lived within him and made him who he was, his death should speak to us too. If you know that same Lord, I hope you can be encouraged in knowing. Even in 17 short years, you had the privilege of having that life make an impact on you. What a gift. What a gift. Some have said here tonight, I want to I say to all of you, if I don't ever get to say it again, I love you. <laughs> I really do. If you're here tonight, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not here to try to make you feel good about yourself. I'm not here to try to make you feel bad about yourself. But I'd be failing in my love for him and my love for you if I didn't ask you point blank, what is your life? What is your life? Is it just the temporal? Or is it what the God of eternity? We saw that verse this morning, that he's loved you with an eternal love. And he wants to give you eternal life. Not a bunch of religion, not a bunch of hocus-pocus not a bunch of pie in the sky that makes all the problems go away. Just a recognition that you've got a temporal, mortal life. That is like a vapor that's appeared for a little while, but one day it will vanish away. But what's beyond that? God wants you to have life. He wants you to have life now and to have it more abundantly. He wants you to have life for all of eternity. He's offered it to you. He's given it to you. That's his desire and wish for you. But as an individual, only you can accept his love and return that love to him. You have that choice. We're going to uh, sing for a closing hymn. You get to sing it again, Brother Steve. (laughs) Must have been meant for us to sing those words this evening. And I think that they're... uh, a good thought for us to uh, to finish up on. What a day that will be. You know, one of the greatest things that we can even begin to imagine is that day that we see Jesus face to face. What a day that will be. Because one day, after seeing Jesus, I'm going to see my dad again. I'm going to see my grandparents again that have gone on to be with the Lord. I'm going to see Seth again. <laughs> I'm going to get another one of those big bear hugs that he was so good at. And I thank God. I thank God that I can have that confidence, that hope that is beyond this world and looking forward to that. And it is going to be a great day, and I look forward to that day, and I look forward to seeing Jesus. I look forward to seeing Seth and I hope to see each and every one of you there. If not, what is your life? You don't have to leave here tonight with that uncertainty. You can. And certainly nobody here is going to try to coerce you into anything. But if you don't know that your life is more than just that vapor, then I encourage you. Why don't you find out this evening? Why don't you find out this evening what it means to have an eternal hope, an eternal life. I don't know of anybody in their right mind that looks forward to the grave, but we sure don't have to fear it. God has his purpose and his timing in each of our lives. But this evening, if you know the Lord, let's leave on a high note, thinking of what a day that's going to be to see our Lord to see our loved ones once again. And if you're here without that this evening, and I want to encourage you, you can have it. doesn't cost you anything. God's already paid for it. But the thing is, you got to want it with all your heart. you got to be willing to turn your back on this temporal world. Jesus' message, I've said many times, was very simple. <laughs> Didn't take him an hour to preach it like it did me this morning, did it? <laughs> follow me. Follow me. Follow me. That's what I shared with Hannah. She came this morning, not sure of her salvation and wanted to make sure of that before she left here. I said, you know what? I said, Jesus just wants you to follow him. Turn your back on the sin. Turn your back on the world. It's just there to destroy you. I I know. I know. I know it's enticing and I know it wants to give you all these things, but it's all temporal. It'll cost you eternity if you want that now. Turn to follow him. If you'll turn your back on the sin and turn to follow Jesus, then you can call out to God for mercy. You can ask God to forgive you of your sins because of what Jesus did for you, not because of what you're going to quit doing, not because of what you're going to start doing, because of what Jesus Christ already did for you. You know what? When you ask that from your heart and you mean it, He's promised to forgive you. He wants to do that. He wants your sins to be wiped out. What a day that will be as we stand, as we sing together. Amen. What a day, glorious day that will be. But as we've been reminded this evening, there's a life to live right now. And it's what you do with this life. What is your life? It's what you do with this life that's going to decide what's going to happen with that life. The Lord wants you to have life right now, to have it more abundantly. And as we read in 1 John, that life, can only be found in one place. That's in the Son. That was his record. That's the witness that he gave to be written on our hearts. Father, we thank you so much. Lord, as we've had this time together this evening, it's a time, Lord, yes, to remember, to share. It's a time that, Lord, some things as we think upon them, they they hurt and there's sorrow. There's things that we readily admit, Lord, that we don't have all the answers to. We don't know why that Seth was taken at 17 years old. But Lord, we rejoice and thank you in the 17 years that you placed him here. And Lord, for placing him into our lives and our hearts. And Lord, we thank you for the confidence of knowing that The 17 years you blessed him with here. Lord, that was a glorious gift to our lives. Lord, we thank you that we can have that confidence of, Lord, one day. One day spending time with him when there'll be no limits. There'll be no boundaries of time. There'll be no limitations of this flesh as we know now. Lord, we thank you that we can have a confidence within our hearts. The simple words in your scripture that speak of a peace that passeth all understanding. Peace in the midst of times when, Lord, it doesn't even make sense. A joy unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, we rejoice tonight, not in the death, but in the life of this, your saint, your child, our brother, Seth Beaver. Lord, I would pray once again this evening. Lord, that peace that only you can bring, that you would bring to the hearts of his family. Lord, we know that there'll still be times when they're going to miss him terribly. There's going to be times of emptiness and void that was once filled with Seth and his laughter and his life. Father, I pray that your grace would be in great abundance and in great supply. Father, I pray that you would bring them a comfort amidst all the hollowness and the emptiness. I pray that they can still find that ability to rejoice. To rejoice not in the life that is gone, but in a life that was lived, a life that was shared, and a life that's eternal. And I pray here this evening, Lord, that even in this one's life, Lord, Each of our lives will speak in some way. Lord, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but what is our life today. Lord, I pray that for each one here, Lord, that they can rejoice in having that confidence of knowing that they know Jesus Christ. And if not, Lord, not out of anything that is bad or evil or hard, but out of the love that flows from the depth of our hearts. I pray for those this evening that don't have that assurance, that hope in their lives. And I pray that by the power of your spirit, you would speak to their hearts as no man can speak. You would reach deep down inside, Lord, to those areas that our words cannot even begin to approach. That you would show them, Lord, not only the awfulness and the consequences of their sin and where it's going to take them, but, Lord, that you can show them a love that you have proven in the most remarkable way when Jesus Christ went and did all he did to pay for our sins. I pray that you'd help them to see and recognize and know what if they're willing to turn from that sin and follow him, Lord, that you're waiting with open arms to forgive them of their sins, to give them that life that's everlasting. Lord, just as we saw that you loved us, not only loves the whole world, but individually and whosoever will, Lord, I pray this evening that they'll know that your love for them is individual, that individually they'll respond and return that love to you. Thank you again. Thank you again for Seth. Help us, Lord, to allow his life that he lived, Lord, to continue to speak to our lives and our hearts. Help us, death, not to be wasted, but I pray that in some way you'd help it to make us all better people, better servants for you. Help us, Lord, as we also heard tonight, Now that sometimes, Lord, in death, Lord, it challenges us to reevaluate life. Help us, Lord, each and every one, to reevaluate our lives, to make them count for something good, for something worthwhile, not to waste the day that we have. We know not what waits on tomorrow. In Jesus Christ's precious, holy, and loving name I pray, amen. Amen. God bless you this evening.